Hello, and welcome to Accountability Talks with AGA. I'm your host, Paul Marshall. Today we have a return guest, Carla Flores from the Dallas Chapter. And we also have Ken Smith from AGA's Accountability Committee. And we're going to talk about some innovative AGA Chapter CCRs, citizen-centric reports. So if you don't know what that is, we'll let you know. Uh, but Carla has done some really innovative things in Dallas, and uh, she and Ken will give us some ideas for how to make our chapter CCRs look just as good. So let's talk to Carla and Ken. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. So today we are talking about CCRs, and uh, what is that? Well, we'll find out soon. I think a lot of you already know. Um, and we're actually going to focus on uh, some CCRs that are happening at one of our chapters in Dallas. But uh, before we get too far, let me introduce our guests today. We have Carla Flores and we have Ken Smith. So why don't we just have each of you introduce yourselves? I think, Carla, you've been on here before, so welcome back. So how are you doing, Carla? I'm doing great, Paul. Thanks for having me back. Uh, I'm really excited to chat and chat with you and Ken today about the CCR uh, but of course, putting a data visualization spin on it. Uh, as Paul mentioned, my name is Carla Flores, and I am the data analytics lead in the office of the CFO at the Internal Revenue Service. Uh, and while my current duties revolve mostly around data analytics and data visualizations, I have over 15 years of experience in federal financial management, uh, mostly in accounting and financial reporting roles. I actually just celebrated my 15th year this past December. So, uh, but. Most important to today's discussion, I currently serve as the AGA Dallas Chapter President, uh, and I've been the lead preparer for our um, Chapter CCR for the past couple of years. Awesome. Well, congrats on that, and happy to have you back. Um, so, Ken, please introduce yourself. Thanks so much, Paul. And, Carla, it's good to, to chat with you again. Carla served on the Accountability Committee, the National Accountability Committee, uh, for a couple years with me as well. This is my year, first year as chair of the AGA's uh, National Accountability Committee. Prior to that, I've been in uh, academia as well as uh, sometime doing uh, CPA and uh, management work in government and nonprofit. And as a professor of government accounting, I've used the CCR, the citizen centric report, four page document. Uh, is a class exercise and trying to introduce my students not just to the finances, which is one page of that four page, but to the other. So uh, my background has been in accounting, uh, teaching accounting, and uh, really excited now to serve in a role. I also was with the Seattle uh, chapter. I've been in Oregon and Washington the past uh, 20 years and was a president of the Seattle chapter. Uh, what's really cool in the Seattle chapter is that the uh, team that put together our Seattle chapter, uh, CCR, I was not a part of that. They, they were able to figure that out, put it together, and, and earn the distinction award and, and go through the process. Uh, I've seen it, and it's great. And so, so that it's, it's not something you need to have years and years of expertise in in order to be able to do it. So we'll talk about those more later. Thank you so much for having me here. Absolutely. Well, we're going to get right back to you because I did want to kick it off. If you don't mind, just kind of give us a, a layperson's understanding of what is a CCR and, you know, who primarily prepares those, what's the purpose. So uh, take it away. Absolutely. Thank you. So the CCR is this really interesting idea, and it really came about you know, 15, 20 years ago where a lot of people in government financial reporting 
would do the comprehensive annual report, 200 pages, and too dense, too deep, too late. And so the goal of the CCR was how can we give citizens a picture and a quick understanding, kind of like a newsletter. Uh, and, and the idea was developed by people in AGA, and it's got the four pages. Uh, the first page kind of gives an overview of the organization. The second page gives some key performance measurements and accomplishments. The third page is a one-page summary of the finances, and usually we use like bar charts or pie charts. And then the fourth page I think is one of the best is it allows the, the entity to talk about what the challenges are going forward. And so whereas, you know, accounting and reports are sometimes criticized as being the past and they're irrelevant, it's all past, uh, what happened, and, and, and we're kind of negative sometimes about that. The, the CCR really allows us to look at those numbers, but also to the future. In terms of the people that are aimed at the CCR, so really a lot of different organizations can use it, uh, state and local governments especially, uh, also nonprofits, as well as some uh, federal agencies do that, the federal agency reporting structure, um, performance and accounting, uh, PAR type structures a little bit different. Um, but, but some federal agencies, and Carla knows of at least one example she'll talk about, I think. Um, and then uh, using it as in the classroom is also kind of a way to help people get this really short, clear understanding of what's going on with the government or the, the entity. And the finances is a part of that, but it's not the only part of that. Great. Yeah, thank you for that overview. And uh, I think we want Carla to dive into... Uh... You know what, what? What you all did with the with the CCR? What you've done with it? And actually, my first question too is, you know, why did you all as a chapter decide to do a CCR? But let's let's kick it off with that. Sure. So I uh, I joined the Dallas chapter. Uh, I think about four or five years ago. I I sort of grew up in the D.C. metro area in my federal career, and I was a member of the Montgomery PD chapter and the D.C. chapter up there. And when I moved to Texas. I took a pause from AGA. I didn't, I wasn't really involved in any local chapters. Uh, but about five years ago, I joined Dallas and I joined the, the executive committee uh, of the Dallas chapter. And one of the things we had stopped doing uh, was the CCR. Dallas used to prepare it 10, 15 years ago, and then it stopped and it hadn't been prepared in the, in the more recent years. Uh, so I took it upon myself to sort of like revamp that that process and bring that process back to life in, in Dallas. Um, for me, a chapter CCR is a great way to sort of demonstrate accountability to our stakeholders. And by stakeholders, I mean us as a chapter, right? Who is our citizen? Well, it's not just the general public. It's not everybody's really interested in knowing about one little small chapter in the middle of Texas, right? Uh, so our stakeholder or our citizens is really our chapter members, is those who have entrusted us with the business of running the chapter, uh, but also our corporate partners. Uh, they have a vested interest in the success of our chapter. So we sort of owe it to them to have a, a summary report of our accomplishments for the year, um, any performance issues we may be having, financial position. And as Ken uh, mentioned, right, it, it's a simple and ready, readily, easily accessible format. That's kind of like the goal of the CCR is something that's short, that's easy to digest. Uh, so that through the CCR, really chapters can 
you can highlight your membership demographics, whether you have you've had um, chapter growth or whether your chapter is really slowing down on the growth. You can provide financial information. You can do shout out to key accomplishments, things that were really big wins for the years, or you can explain any performance shortcomings. If you really swung for the fences and missed, then why did you miss? Maybe you did a lot of work and you just so happened to be very, very short of the goal. So you can explain all of that in one uh, in one place. Um, and then the CCR also helps you sort of identify challenges and opportunities for the year ahead. What things to prioritize when the new um, board is coming up. Uh, and the last thing that I will say about why is as a chapter, you also get bonus points in the ACE program. So the Achievement and Chapter Excellence Award, I think it's what's called. Uh, so you get some bonus points if you do produce a CCR. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and actually, Ken, yeah, anything else as far, you know, things that you've seen out there or things you might recommend to folks as far as getting started with a CCR or, you know, trying to get over the hurdles and it's not too scary to do, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I think the um, one of the biggest concerns with a CCR, especially for those who are more of an accounting um, mindset. So in accounting, we generally have very strict rules and regulations and we try not to have a lot of spin. And so one of the concerns with the CCR and, and one of the resistances is, well, I'm trying to tell this story traditionally in accounting. We tell that story through an income statement, a balance sheet, and a statement of cash flows, and then footnote disclosures. Um, what we find, especially when we show the students, hey, here's this idea. Can you do that? They are actually able to go out to governments and pull together a CCR usually in about eight to 10 hours worth of work. It's, it's really quite um, surprising, I think, to a lot of preparers that, that what you have going on in your organization, how you communicate that short message is really not that difficult to do. So, so that hurdle is not nearly as, as strong as what it may be. And there are templates and other assistances at the AGA website to help people to, to do it. So so it's, it, it's the fear of getting started on any new thing is almost always way bigger than the actual uh, uh, steps required to do it. And then, and then partnering up with someone else. One of the biggest advices I would just give to someone thinking about it is contact someone who's done it. And there's all those names are on the website uh, and then talk to them and see how they do it. And I think you'll find out that it's, it's not nearly the hurdle that, that it might look at at first. Absolutely. Yeah. And Carla, what, give us your opinion too, from a chapter perspective, you know, what, what were you guys kind of struggling or worried about and how did you guys kind of get to the four page format? And we'll talk about the innovation in a second. Well, I'm going to talk a little bit about innovation, <laughs> but in, in the past, our chapter had prepurges the traditional CCR following the, the four page sort of printed model, even though it's not really printed, it's just sort of like a PDF available on the web, um, but we had followed just that traditional four page. Um, but well, when, when you can include all of the information in those four pages, it, it is really just done as a um, one-time sort of report, right? It's very static in nature. So at Dallas, a couple of years ago, we decided when we redid the CCR, we decided to try something new and do um, a dynamic CCR using data visualizations, right? 
So the dashboard itself has the same sections, all four sections, sort of like pages that we would have included in the standard report. Uh, but we provide a lot of additional information via tooltips, um, action filters that really allow our members and our other stakeholders to sort of dig in and explore the chapter's data, be it membership, financial performance. Now, because we were changing the format completely, we did have some struggles that first year, namely the data, right? The data wasn't formatted in a way that we could easily translate it to be used for data visualization. So that first year when we developed the interactive CCR, I had to do a lot of data manipulation just to get it in the right format. Uh, and we also didn't have um, all of the information we needed to be able to do like comparative information. Uh, for example, we didn't have performance goals. Our chapter hadn't established performance goals in years. So how do you present performance goals in a CCR or performance results when you didn't have any goals? Um, so that first year of the CCR, we just basically, we went with what we had, we just took we included the financial information for the year after we had cleaned it up to be able to put it in the dashboard. We um, just included key accomplishments, but didn't highlight any actual goals versus results because we just didn't have that data. So we just went with what we've had. And then every single year after, we've just continued to expand uh, on each of the sections of the report as more data is available to us. So if you don't mind, I'm going to actually put on the website a link to the Dallas chapter CCR and the AGA national guidance for the CCRs. Um, and I'm going to pull this thing up right now, Carla, you know, walk us through it. Cause I like it. So um, yeah, I mean, actually you can just Google DC ch or a Dallas chapter AGA and it comes right up and then you have it on your webpage under the, our chapter citizen centric reporting. And there it is. So yeah, I, I just want to talk a little bit about some of the features on here. It's really cool. I guess one of the first questions is just, you know, what, software do you use for this? Is it free? Do you have to pay for it? Is there other software? Maybe just give us, give us a little bit about that. Yeah, so we use, um, we use Tableau as the software to produce our um, interactive CCR, uh, primarily because Tableau actually offers a free version of their software that's available to the public. So you're able to download um, Tableau Public, you register with an account, you're able to download Tableau Public, and then you can create all of these dashboards and sort of publish them or save them into their Tableau Public server. Uh, and then that allows me to take that dashboard that's published um, in Tableau Public and embed it into our website, right? So that then people, our members, when they're coming to visit our website, they're able to see it all within the same construct of our of our website. That's why we chose Tableau also because that's what I do on my day-to-day -day job, right? What I do is Tableau, so then it's the tool that I'm I'm used to. But I do know that there are other uh, dashboard or data visualizations tool, namely like Click and Power BI that other folks um, have started playing with. But for us, Tableau was just easy and it was free for our chapter to be able to get started with. Absolutely, yeah. So when you look at the first, you do have the four page format, but it's more like four tabs and you can kind of click through and see the same information as a traditional CCR. Um, and then like the main tab, I'll, I like I had some analytics here already, you know, kind of where, what's the profile of our AGA Dallas chapter members, you know, where, what kind of work do they do? Are they federal? Are they, you know, are they a contractor? Are they retired? 
um, you know, kind of where do they live in the greater Dallas area? It's a, it's a pretty spread out town over there you're living in. Um, and what kind of work do they do? Are they auditors? Are they accountants? Um, yeah, tell us a little bit about what insights did you gain when you kind of charted this out like this? Yeah, I mean, as chapter leadership, we are able to access our reports that AGA National puts out for us on on the composition of our members, right? And uh, National has some uh, just demographic charts that are included as part of the uh, the things that leadership can download. But uh, one of the things that's not included there, they're mostly pie charts, right? Just kind of like the breakout of the percentage to the whole. Um, but one of the things I wanted to take a look at was where are our members located? We are technically known as the Dallas chapter, but really we serve the Dallas, the DFW Metroplex, right? And the Metroplex is anywhere from like Denton all the way almost to Waco, right? It's a very widespread area. So we wanted to be able to highlight the fact that, yes, we have a big bubble of people in Dallas and we have a big bubble of people in Fort Worth. But then you have all of these dots all over the Metroplex and we have 18 members that live outside of that 50 mile radius that we included in the map. So it's one of those. It's interesting just to see um, the data displayed that way. And for us, I know when COVID started last year, we had to make the decision to switch to virtual um, training and our, our virtual trainings have been very successful. But this year when we were looking at, well, do we start back up in person? Do we keep the virtual training? We asked our members, uh, of course, but another thing that also um, helped us stay the course with our virtual training was how spread our members are. Because we can't really schedule a training in Dallas and expect most members to come when some of them may live two hours away, right? And if it's a luncheon, no one's going to travel two hours for a one-hour luncheon. If it's a virtual training, we're able to really get most of our members engaging with the chapter that way. Uh, and I think the other insight that I got personally was how many feds we have at Dallas. When I first joined the chapter leadership, I thought for a fact we would be mostly state and local because we're in Dallas. All of the feds are in DC, right? Uh, but most of our chapter, like the biggest bucket in our chapter is actually federal employees. It's about a third of the chapter. So if you combine everybody else, then yes, our chapter is not mostly feds, but the feds by themselves, by ourselves, we represent about a third of our chapter. So that was an interesting insight that I wouldn't have thought. Dallas really had that many federal employees that were members of the chapter. Yeah, this is cool because you can go in here and click around and, you know, if you click on like one of these little dots or go to Denton and you'll see like the, the makeup, you know, we got accountants, you got grants folks, you know, it's just really interesting. I like how the data just kind of, you can click through it and just see different little insights. And this is, I mean, this is anonymous. I know you didn't include people's names and stuff, obviously, but it's just like, hey, you know, folks live in this area and this is basically what they do. Just kind of a fun little, I don't know, exercise, but you do gain some nice insights, like you said, as far as like, yeah, virtual training will work because people are spread out all over the place, right? Yeah, I like this. Yeah. So let's talk about the uh, accomplishments. What kind of things did you all decide to uh, highlight on that? Yeah, so the accomplishment section is one that I, I mentioned that first year when we launched the CCR Interactive. This page was just text. All of the whole screen was just basically a list of accomplishments. And we did have some pictures of the events we had held that year, but there was no um, 
nothing really that we could do a, a yes or no that we meet the the goal. So this year was the first year that we were actually able to include our strategic goals and then the results. So we just included the list of our various um, categories or areas of focus, like membership, education, uh, certification, community service. And then we just have a check mark if we met the goal, right? Or an X if we didn't meet the goal. And then what that goal had been and any highlights or notes. So for the ones that we met, then how, how did we perform? What was that big accomplishment? For the ones that we did not meet, then we included just narrative explaining why or what what are we doing about it, <laughs> right? Just a, a, a snapshot of what the next step would be to meet that goal. Uh, now, my hope for next year, since we will have two years worth of goals and results, is to then start including historical data, right? With how are we trending when it comes to goals and results year after year. So this year was just, what we currently have for that, but I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm already planning on next year's CCR. Yeah. And this has got some cool interactive features too. Cause you have the check if you met and the X, if you did not, and if you did not, you have a little link to the survey so you can kind of see what, what the feedback was from all the members, right? Yeah. For any items that had any additional information that we might want to, we might want to point our members to, we did include additional links for those. Yeah. I like that. Um, and then you have your financials. So everybody's pretty familiar with that. But again, you have some nice charts and graphs and clickable content here. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so our, our finances, the, the very first thing you see is kind of like a summary explanation right in text format. Uh, but it is really all driven by formulas on the back end. So no one is actually keying in anything. It's everything's being pulled in by the information presented. Uh, the data that's behind it. And we just have kind of like how much how much money did we start the year with, how much revenue we had, how many expenses, how much money did we end up the year with. And then we, we divide that, the sources and uses of funds by categories, whether it was training events, community service, um, membership or other expenses. And if you hover any, if you hover over any of those bars, you see kind of like a tool tip that gives you a little bit more explanation as to what type of uh, expenses or revenue may be included in that particular bucket. So for, for professional development, those are our training events. And this year, we actually included a listing of the actual events or the actual type, um, the actual line items, basically. Now, this is possible for us because we are a small chapter. Uh, if you're a very large chapter with a lot of activity and transactions, then maybe including a very long list of transactions might not be possible. But maybe you can include just a summary of like, this was membership dues or sponsorship renewals or uh, training events and just lump them all together and have the revenue and the expenses. We just thought that this, this year it would be beneficial to have at least a summary of like each of the events or go to webinar subscription, kind of like the cost so that members can start seeing what we actually either make money on or spend money on. So, Right. Yep. Where their, where their dues are going to and all that good stuff. So that, I like that. You, you can hover over, see the tips and uh, yeah, like you said, if it's a really large chapter, you could just maybe put the top five things that, you know, in the category or whatever, you know, but this is, yeah, this is really nice. Um, and then we have the final page, kind of have the forward looking information here. 
Yeah, and this one is, is very tech-heavy because there's really not a lot, a lot of data that can be used in this. The forward-look information page is really meant to be uh, an assessment of where you think your chapter is going or what areas you want to focus on. So for us, uh, providing value to our members continues to be kind of like top priority for our chapter, right? That is the reason why this chapter exists, is to provide value to the members in this area. Um, but we also want to try to grow our chapter. Uh, I think AGA National overall and a lot of our chapters are, are seeing a little bit of a dwindle down on membership. Uh, and we want to make sure that we keep engaging our current members, but also recruiting newer members that are joining um, the workforce. And then collaborating with other AGA chapters and then again, engaging students, right? Because if you can get if you can get students early on uh, into a chapter, then it might be easier to maintain them or retain them as members throughout. So those are kind of like our our priority areas for the couple years in, in the future. So the forward look information just provides narrative explanation as to those four focus areas. Okay. And then we of course include our CC uh, information. And then one thing that CCR always recommends is that you provide a way for um, the readers of the report to provide feedback to you. So we have a link to a survey uh, and we ask people if you to, to complete that survey and provide feedback if there's anything that they want to see in the future, in a future CCR, if this was useful to them, there's like a Google form that we've created that then gets submitted to us and it's anonymous. So. Perfect. Yeah. I like how everything's just kind of here, one place where you know, even if somebody didn't know much about the chapter or AGA peer, you could just point into this website, they could click around and get a lot of answers, right? So that's really, really nice way to do it. And I, I noticed here too that it looks like at least a few years you've done it the same format. I don't, or you know, nineteen and eighteen are both also in the visualization format. Yep, and then you see that we didn't do it from fourteen to eighteen. <laughs> so right. yeah, we do include the previous years at the bottom of the at the bottom of the page. Very nice. We're Which good. is why it was important, and this is why it was important to us to be able to embed it into our website, right? Because if I just point people to the Tableau Public page, all they would see is the current year report. They wouldn't be able to go back to a previous year. So we wanted to be able to still sort of contain it within our website. Then we can also include additional information about what the CCR is what the guidelines are and any previous reports that we might have done so that then there's one place to go for all of that. Yeah, no, this is great. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really hope people ch uh, click on the link and, uh, you know, get inspired to do something like this. And, uh, well, I guess two, some of that, my two final questions for each of you then are basically, you know, if so, if you're a chapter, you want to try to do this, what are some resources for, for you? Uh, let's start. You can, uh, as far as AGA resources and then Carla, you know, maybe it's just they have to email you to talk about the visualizations. I don't know, but go ahead, Ken, if you don't mind. Sure. Thank you very much. Um, so the big uh, part that what we're doing in the accountability committee, we have kind of an annual um, cycle. And so the first half of the year, we support this government case challenge, which is students doing CCRs and they go through a a revision and a process. And so we've learned a lot through that. And there's award winners. We do it both at the graduate level and the undergraduate level. And so you can see those award winners and you can also see all that process, all that that the AGA 
page. And a lot of things that Carl was talking about, just get started, make revisions as you continue on, um, uh, is, is really, really useful. Uh, in terms of the, you know, the next steps, you know, it's, it's reaching out to folks who've done it before is one of the best ways I think people can get started and, and find um, input and insight from, from, from those colleagues. So I think it's, it's, it's neat to see the, the enthusiasm from Carla and the success that, that, that they've had in Dallas. We have had similar experiences in Seattle. And so um, uh, just getting started I think it, it's kind of, it's almost like a little addictive. You kind of sense that enthusiasm in Carla's voice because it, it's really valuable and it helps the organizations to, to communicate both as a leadership team, what they're thinking about, uh, holds them accountable. And then also for the people who consume that information, like, okay, I can find out more, follow the links and, and, and stay involved. Right. Yeah. And on the AGA website, I mean, there are tons of examples, right? I'm looking here. If, completed CCRs, both chapter and governmental ones. So yeah, you can go here and see all kinds of great examples. Yeah, this is good. So, and then Carla, I guess same question for you. I mean, yeah, I'm hoping I'm going to try to get DC chapter to do a, one of these visual ones as well. But, uh, you know, what do you recommend if people want to learn how to, how to use the tools, I guess, or I don't know, you want them to contact you. <laughs> Maybe I might get too many emails. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say uh, just overall, not necessarily interactive, but overall CCR, don't reinvent the wheel. Do look through the, the listing of completed CCRs that Paul mentioned. Uh, that's, that's exactly what I did first. I went and looked at pretty much all of the chapter CCRs, and I try to pick, like, which chapters. I like this from this chapter. I like this chapter presenting this. And that just helps inform you <laughs> on what, what things members may be interested in seeing if these other chapters are already presenting that information. Um, for, for interactive CCRs, I would say if you don't already have someone in your CEC uh, or in your board that works with data visualizations, uh, see if anybody would be willing to learn, right? Like maybe someone would like to take this on as a little special project as part of their, and just learn data visualization as part of their AGA journey uh, or, even better, ask a member. Maybe you have a member that does data analytics. Uh, ask a member to put it together for you. There may be someone that may be willing to lend their skills for this. Or uh, the other thing I know I've thought about um, Dallas potentially doing in the future is partnering with a local college or university and having a, a, a student or a group of students create the interactive CCR and maybe try to work with the professor and see if they could get either credit or something for that project for you. So it would be a way of engaging students while also getting uh, the interactive CCR done. But that also applies to the standard CCR. You can get a student or a group of students to do it for you as a chapter, and then maybe they get credit and you get the bonus points for producing the CCR. Right. Yeah. Ken, once you plug, isn't that what you do, do too? You should plug what you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, the idea of reaching out to the, to the colleges and the universities, uh, it's a great idea. Um, there's there's a lot of ways for either internships or independent studies um, for which students and faculty can can assist with that uh, and and certainly sometimes it's in the accounting professor sometimes it's in you know like the public administration 
um, or the, you know, people that are, that are interested in whether it's public health or natural resources, transportation, you know, there's a lot of different people in uh, computer science, GIS, geographic information systems. So, so absolutely reaching out and you just kind of never know when you're going to get that connection. And then if, if someone needs, you know, more information, um, certainly reaching out to me or to others who, who have done this kind of work is, is, is really useful. Um, and, and you do, you know, you don't want to put too much emphasis, you know, you have to go do out a little bit of work to figure out how to do this, but there are so many templates. There are so many people who have, who have, who have done work in this area before. Don't reinvent the wheel completely agree with Carla. Uh, and, and it's very adaptable to your own local circumstances. Just just getting started is the best advice. I just keep repeating that because it's, right. it's worked for so many people. Just do it. All right. Well, that's a great way to end us, end us uh, our podcast here. So, Ken and Carla, thank you very much for uh, joining today. And, again, I'll put the links on the website so you all can get get out there and start building your own. So thanks again for joining us. That's our show. Thanks for tuning in. All right, get out there and create yourself some CCRs. We're looking for them. Hope this was a great little tutorial. And check out the links on the website. You'll see uh, a lot of great ideas. And agacgfm.org is where you go, but you know that. Thanks again for joining us. And until next time, this is your host, Paul Marshall, signing off for Accountability Talks with AGA. AGA.